Hi, I'm Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. Here I talk with my guests about their life experiences as well as current and long-term goals and what gets them through the ups and downs. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, and if you don't already, follow my Instagram account at jparkerfitlife for actionable tips daily to live a healthier lifestyle and for access to my YouTube and blog. Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. This is Jake Parker with the What's Your Story podcast. I'm here today with Hastings legend Tommy O'Keefe. Tommy is a country musician. He uh, is from Hastings, which is where I grew up. He now lives in Nashville and records his own songs, plays a lot of um, shows at bars and clubs and things like that. So I wanted to have Tommy on today to talk a little about what's it, what it's like to be a musician. So without further ado, I'll let him give a little bit, bit of an introduction about himself. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Um, it's good to be here. I'm excited. I'm playing in Omaha tonight and, uh, and then in Lincoln after that uh, later on tonight. Um, but yeah, so um, I actually moved to Nashville um, my, following my junior year of college. I um, first went there a couple times my sophomore year and did some recording and just kind of learned the process. So it was very like raw with everything um, and not familiar with it. But I recorded some songs and kind of got to play them out and put a couple of them got to play on some local radio stations and kind of got um, started with that and eventually decided to move there going after my junior year, going to my senior year just for the summer. So I like a summer job and kind of just felt, felt things out there um, and just learned, networked, met a bunch of great people and just really kind of got smacked in the face with the talent and just how everything works in Nashville because it's very cutthroat, it's very competitive. Um, there's just so much talent in Nashville, um, so many great writers. And so that was a really good kind of exposure to that community there. And so I got to learn so much. Then went back to Lincoln for my senior year of college and graduated. Um, so last May and then moved in May for a more permanent situation in Nashville. I've been there for now 11 months, almost a year. Um, but just learning, I, I worked uh, at Enterprise Rent-A-Car for uh, nine months, and then I'm now um, just working downtown serving and bartending. Usually kind of my day-to-day -day is I'll either have like a writing session or something like that. Um, usually it goes about three hours, and um, if I'm not working, I'll go out and see a friend's show or go to a writer's round, something like that. So, Tommy, my next question is, why is it important for you to live in what's essentially uh, known as the country capital of the world in Nashville, as opposed to Nebraska, where you grew up, you potentially could do the same sort of thing you're doing here. But why is it so much more advantageous there? And why did you eventually make the choice to make that the place that you're living for the time being? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so with it, like Nashville, when, once you get there and you kind of dive into the, the music community there, um, you can really just start to understand like really what it takes to either be a songwriter or an artist. Um, in the music business, it just takes a lot of time and dedication and, and talent. And you, once you're in Nashville, you can really get exposed to, you know, songwriters and teachers and mentors and music industry people who can teach you a lot and you can grow your network. Um, in music business, obviously, it's like really about who you know. So you really can meet the people you need to know to either teach you how to get to the right place or become the, you know, you know, a talented songwriter or musician or whatever mm -hmm. you're trying to do. Um, so, so in my, my situation for me, um, just doing the music thing and trying to put out my own songs and do all that. Um, I think the best thing about Nashville is 
it really pushes me to write the best songs I can and be the best performer that I can. And I'm still not there yet, but um, it's really been one of those things where once you surround yourself with the community, you can, you got to really work on it and really improve and build on that. And then that's why I like coming back home because I can kind of test out all the things I've been working on, whether it's new songs, just in my playing on my guitar um, or just my entertainment, like entertainer skills or whatever you want to call it. So it's just a lot of factors you, you have to work on to, you know, build your overall talent or whatever you want to call it to eventually put out, you know, the best songs you can and, and build your, your following. Yeah. Yeah. You said something there that was a part of one of the questions I want to ask later. And that was about mentors. So do you have one or two or even a handful of people right now you consider mentors and how does that affect you and how does that help you grow in that aspect? Um, yeah. I mean, even just my friends um, that I write with, I can consider my mentors. I, I actually did an actual mentoring thing in Nashville when I first worked on the first summer I went there. Um, it was a guy named Mark Allen Barnett. I was actually doing research on um, YouTube about just what to do in Nashville, where to go, you know, how to learn to be a better songwriter, all that. And I discovered his YouTube videos. And then the second night I was in town, I actually bumped into him. I, and I didn't bump into him, but I, I saw him just playing a little writer's round. And I just, I pro, you're not really supposed to approach the, mm-hmm. the big guys in town, but I was a little rookie and I was my second night in town. Mm-hmm. And so I went up to him. I just said, hey, man, uh, I just wanted to say thanks. You know, I really appreciate the videos. I, I learned so much from him. And he ended up doing some uh, mentoring work with you. And just like that's one example. But mm-hmm. in general, just, the, the writers I work with, um, just my, they're my friends, yeah. you know, um, write with a lot of great people in, in Nashville and, um, and they teach me a lot just writing mm-hmm. with them. So that, that's kind of some people that yeah. I can just consider my, my mentors. Um, yeah. How does writing and working and working off other people that you consider your friends that are artists, how does that affect you? And how do you feel that's more effective than working uh, more individually? Yeah, there's a lot of things. One is just writing with other people. Na- Nashville is so it's a co-writing community. So when you look at any hit song you've ever heard on the radio, it was most likely 99 times out of a hundred written by three or more people. Usually sometimes even four or five, even the simplest songs, but, but every once in a while there's a, there's a solo, right? But yeah, it's just collaborating, being able to run ideas off people. You can then, it keeps you focused. It keeps you, you know, when you write by yourself and I, I still do write by myself, but you can get distracted easily um, just because you're kind of working on your own time. So that's why a lot of people write with other people because it mm-hmm. keeps them focused. They can, you know, kind of build off each other because mm-hmm. they, you know, have their own talents and their own out- outlooks on different song mm-hmm. ideas. And also just networking. You know, mm-hmm. if you write with somebody and you connect with them, you're probably going to make a friend out of them. And that's, that's where your network goes. And that's a lot of my you know friends in Nashville that I consider great friends are also the, my favorite people to write with. Yeah. You can kind of drive yourself crazy. If you're always just working mm-hmm. by yourself, it's kind of fun. It makes it more fun to write with other people. It makes it less feel less like work too. Like it's not work. I mean, I love doing it. That's why I'm doing it. But like it's, you still have to do it when you don't want to mm-hmm. do it. And that's, I think where people come in handy is, when you don't want to do it, you kind of have to force it because you're already committed to, you know, has, I mean, if you look at my schedule, I'm, you book in book out sometimes even months in advance mm-hmm. for rights with these people that, you know, it, it just keeps you focused and, and keeps moving. And also you can just run ideas and build off each other's talents mm-hmm. and, and outlooks. So. so my other question in that same sort of arena, talking mentors, talking uh, the help of others on your writing and mu- music making, 
what's some of the best advice you've received in terms of maybe it's one specific phrase or quote you go back to, or maybe it's just some general advice that someone close to you is always drilling into your head. Is there anything that jumps to mind as far as that? Um, yeah, I would say one would be have a plan. That's one thing I'd say is I'm not there yet as far as songwriting, songs, talent, or whatever you want to call it. Having a plan to get to that level that you want to be at is a huge thing for me. Um, one of the people that even kind of brought up the idea of Nashville and like the whole music scene and doing all that in general was um, I had two writers who have been writing, you know, several years now um, from Omaha, actually. And he was just telling me, you have to research this stuff. You have to do this because he used to write in Nashville. His name's Tim. And uh, he used to, you know, say like you have to plan this stuff out and research it and have a plan because it takes several years to you know, sometimes it takes, you know, it's a, t it's, that's what's called a 10 year town because mm -hmm. people spend their whole lives trying to get to where they want to be. Um, so that's one thing is having a plan and trying to work towards a goal is a big thing for me. Um, and so right now I'm just writing and trying to build up, you know, find, figure out what I want to do as far as putting out my songs and doing that whole feel, uh, deal. And then, um, having a plan and then, <laughs> <laughs> just try not to suck. That's mm -hmm. what Mark Allen Barnett, he's, it's a big quote that he has always said. And it's just like, that's, that's pretty much mm -hmm. straight up is there's so many people in town trying to do exactly. There's so many people in the world trying to do exactly what you're trying to do. So you got to try not to, you can't suck. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still not there yet, but I'm, I'm, I have a plan to get there. Mm -hmm. and I don't know how long it'll take, but mm -hmm. um, I at least have a plan. Yeah. So Tommy, my next question is, I don't want Anessa to put words in your mouth, but from the things you say and what I know about you, I think you'd eventually like to make this something you could do full time when you could make it make sense lifestyle wise and financially. So when did you start to make that shift in mindset where this turned from a hobby that you had into more of a career oriented goal and how, how, did, that, how did that whole process play out? Uh, it always starts out like slow and gradual and like, I think when I started out in high school with like my high school band bonfire, we were awesome. Played prom twice. <laughs> um, uh, that was always when it was just a hobby. I think it became a reality or whatever. When I, I started opening for some bigger, like not big acts, but some national acts that had some crowds and stuff. And I got to play in front of that. I really realized that like, Oh, this is something I could do. And so probably my, my sophomore years, I think I really, I really like took it from, I need to stop just like, playing every once in a while to really trying to like get better but it still was more of a thing where I was wanting to just be a cool guy around town like not cool guy around, but like you know playing around Nebraska mm -hmm. and having fun and doing that thing um, but taking it a lot more seriously putting out original stuff okay and then once I did decide to like I want to put out some songs so I went to Nashville and record and that's the first time I've ever been to Nashville and that that's definitely the time where um, when I first like did some recordings and even though I was a complete rookie and I'm sure those guys doing the sessions were like, who is this guy mm -hmm. from nowhere? Nebraska doesn't have a clue what's going on. But that was when I just was like, wow, this is so cool and so fun. And there's mm -hmm. so much talent. I mean, like when you, when you record a lot, most of the songs, especially like independent people, when you record a song, they're going to hear the song three, you know, a couple times, um, and they have a chart and they will play everything you hear on their actual record okay. in a solid 30 minutes. Like they just have it down. They're just mm -hmm. that good. And that was when, when I recorded for the first time in Nashville 
and like got exposed to the town, that was when I really realized that I wanted to like take it to like, I went, I want to work towards mm -hmm. that. So that was, that's definitely when, when I did that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In my perspective, the thing that about you that seems a little bit different is when I think of um, bands or individuals that do shows sort of part-time uh, playing bars and clubs and things like that. It seems like to me, it's more of a lot of covers uh, and not so much original works. So first of all, I guess, is that perception correct? And second of all, why do you do so much of your own music and how are you able to come up with original ideas for music? Yeah. Um, so I think like eventually you just can't be known as like a cover person. Mm -hmm. And I still do tons of cover. Like mm -hmm. I still play covers and do that because you, you got to keep people around. They want to hear stuff. They want to know. But um, I really wanted to, you know, be known for my original music because anybody can play covers and Sweet Elm Alabama and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But um, want, you really have to have your own songs. That's really what's going to take you to, um, you know, that next level. Um, that's another thing is about Nashville is you realize you also don't have to be the best singer mm -hmm. to to make it. Most of the guys on the radio are are great good singers but they're not the best singers in nashville by any means not right. even close but they have cool songs and cool originals and a cool style and that's probably why the the guys and girls on the radio are there not because they're best singers so that that's kind of a thing where the original music comes in it's really all about your songs like luke combs um his whole thing and like him, you know, he's this big redneck type dude, mm -hmm. you know, badass dude, and he's got these cool songs, and he's the way he sings, and that that's why Luke Combs is where he's at. Yeah, he's, he has a brand. He has yeah. a, a and he, he's also a hell of a singer. But like, but he has this original thing. You kind of have to be different. You can't just be mm -hmm. singing covers in order to. So that's yeah. so that's why I kind of um, um, try to play a lot of originals, especially when I'm home, because you can play to a crowd like that's the consumer. Mm -hmm. Like in Nashville, everyone's a songwriter. Everyone, yeah. your your mailman yeah. is writing songs. Yeah. So um, that's not really the consumer. That's why I like playing him here um, in Nebraska. But just to, uh, song ideas. Um, uh, I think a, a quote I've heard is a songwriter's never off duty. Mm -hmm. um, you're always, you know, if someone says something, I'll write it down. I have a list in my phone of songs, mm -hmm. ideas that usually just come from people saying stuff. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you don't have an idea or you don't have anything right now, that's where co-writing comes in handy. Is you can feed off you, somebody else brings you an idea, and then you build off that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when you talk about ideas, I know that people. Uh, in the Instagram content realm, I guess for me, I do the same sort of thing. Like ideas for a new post kind of pop into my head because sometimes it gets kind of hard to do something new every day. And so I got to try to capture my ideas. But I've heard of a lot of people that just like make themselves write down a certain amount of ideas every day, like write down 10 ideas just to work that like creativity muscle, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Writing, you know, writing is a muscle. Um, um, and people think that you should, it just comes naturally and that like, obviously some people are better at math than others, mm -hmm. but everyone still has to learn math. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just how songwriting is. Um, um, there's definitely people naturally that just have a knack for it. But even if you have a knack for it, you still have to do it consistently, even when you want to, I think that's the biggest thing is doing it when you don't want to do it is where the separates the men from the boys or mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it is you have to grow that talent or whatever you want to call it to make you know the, the best songs mm -hmm. and that's interesting that you talk about branding too because 
And I was just thinking about how, like, I was kind of running through some bigger country singers in my head. And it seems like all the ones that really make it big kind of have a brand. Like, Kenny Chesney sort of uh, kind of has a beach bum sort of feel. Yeah. Eric Church kind of seems like the badass to me. Of the yeah. Group. Everyone sort of has their own original brand. And that that's that's exactly right, is you have to be able to, like, give something that people will remember you by. Because, something that's different, I think, yeah. is important. Um, yeah, exactly. Like, like Luke Combs and Morgan Wallen are absolutely mm-hmm. killing it right now because they're this cool thing where it's this kind of redneck type thing, but they have these really cool songs. Notice mm-hmm. how everyone who's really doing well has these cool original mm-hmm. songs. Thomas Rhett's kind of like the, like the, the lover kind of yeah. more sensitive guy. Exactly. I mean, he has that, uh, song, <laughs> Uh, life changes mm-hmm. where he references his own song uh-huh. in the oh, song because yeah, yeah. like everyone wants to die a happy uh, man like that's how you know you've made it when mm-hmm. you can reference your own song in another song mm-hmm. um, that that's that just shows that he just has this cool thing and yeah. he has great original songs yeah I'm sure it's kind of a battle for you I wonder if you were late it was, I was just kind of thinking about myself trying to grow my Instagram page um, I've been looking more into what the best ways are to grow and to grow fast one of the good aspects is kind of to just copy other people and try to put out similar content to what's working, which I do some of, but I also kind of battle with the fact that I want to be original too. And I don't want to just get lost in the crowd, which I'm sure for you, it's probably like just kind of relating it to where you can do what other people are doing and reach a certain ceiling, but you're never going to break past that. It's kind of what it seems like to me and creative things of the creative uh, sense, creative aspect. Yeah. Honestly, like that's another thing that people make, and I did the same. I I still make the mistake of is like, people want to have a lot of content out. Like, I got to get some content out. I got to get this out. Mm-hmm. But if it's not good content, then you're you're like not really doing yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Like, so for example, like, you know, when I put out, you know, back in the day, and I still sometimes put out stuff that I'm like, oh, that's not that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that song didn't sound good, or that whatever isn't very good. So that's one thing I've learned about like from Nashville is putting out good, not just putting out like stuff. Like people don't want, you're never going to build it just putting out a lot of stuff, but you will if you put out cool, like original stuff, Mm -hmm. even if it's less stuff and you wait a little bit. And so like that with your stuff, I I just noticed a lot of your posts are cool and unique and Mm -hmm. they're also easy to like, um, it's like simply read, you know, like the pictures and images. Mm -hmm. That way you don't have to, People will put out like the people same. have such short attention spans. These days, yeah, is my thing. Yeah, especially so, with social media. So like going off that, yeah, I agree. Like you put out great stuff, and that's I think why you've been able to like you know grow your your mm-hmm. page. Mm-hmm. So that that's something I'm working on too. I need to figure out how to do good content. Yeah. I'm still working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, another thing you sort of mentioned, and that comes to mind when I think of creative types and um, people that sort of. I kind of group a big part of the the arts, I guess, as far as musicians, uh, writers, you know, things things of that nature. Um, I think that people like that are more um, apt than people that that opt for more ordinary lives to experience really high highs and really low lows. So, how do you experience that, and how do you try to not get caught up in the really high highs and the really low lows? Yeah, um, that's yeah, that's funny. Say one of my mentors said like never let your you know highs be too high and your lows be too low mm-hmm. because yeah because you're gonna have a lot of them um and yeah going off that is yeah music is 100 percent high and low business you're never in comfort medium mm-hmm. but you have these you go on stage and you have a good song or you play something and you're everyone's in the crowd rowdy mm-hmm. and they're singing along that's the high and you love it but there's also the low of like i'm away from my family i'm away mm-hmm. from my girlfriend um I, you know, 
I have, I'm always writing or working, like always writing, doing music stuff or working. I don't really get a break, which, and I love it, but it still can be hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I never let the highs be too high or the lows be too low. Yeah. I've literally had times where I'm like, remember this moment mm-hmm. when this sucked this bad. Yeah. Your brain kind of plays tricks on you. It's like, <laughs> Sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll put something out there like, oh, that's so cool. I hope, I think people are really going to like it. And then sometimes I'll be like, oh man, I don't know if I should have put that out there. People might think I'm stupid. Like your brain, yeah. your brain just plays tricks on you like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same, um, same way. That's why I love, you know, following your page too, is because it's, it's unique. It's different. And you still, you're putting yourself out. Yeah. There just I like try me. to be as honest as possible. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's important. Um, you just kind of have to, the one thing I've learned about like growing up, even though I'm far from growing mm-hmm. up is like. I'm, uh, you know, you only have one life on this earth mm-hmm. and like, I still work hard. I still work this day job and I, you know, make, I make the rent and I pay mm-hmm. everything and all that. But at the end of the day, I'm still working towards music. And even though it puts me in a lot of uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. like it's worth it in the end, yeah. just like you, I know you have yeah. to put, you have to put yourself mm-hmm. out there to, to do what you love. Yeah. And you know, there's always going to be that back end crap that you have mm-hmm. to deal with but it's worth it i'm sure you can relate you said that one of the th- one of the lessons you learned um just kind of made me think one of the lessons i've learned that i've really tried to harp on is just that people don't um judge you the way that you think as as hard as you think you know you're, oh, you're your sure. own worst critic because i know like I'm, I'm sure there's been times when you've just absolutely bombed a song and you know it but then people in the crowd probably had no idea oh, you know yeah. people that are drinking at a bar and it's oh. like it's always it's you're always judging yourself way harder than, than people yeah. are yeah, people aren't near as hard on you as you think they are. But like, yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, oh, I don't, you know, I'd either, I shouldn't have played or I'd play the same song mm-hmm. or I'd sound like crap or whatever. And it's usually not that bad because it's the one thing that's kind of been fun about playing in Nebraska is, um, you know, my, a lot of my friends come to the show and I really appreciate them coming and it, and it just becomes more of a place to hang out too, which is, which is fun about them. And so sometimes I get in my head like, oh, I need to, play this new song or I screwed up that but I'm like everyone's just hanging out having a good time it's fun at the end of the night people get more drinks in them and they sing along mm-hmm. it's 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 always a head head game I'm, I'm definitely a head case when it comes to that stuff and I think people who put themselves out there like you know like you do and like you know I do sometimes um we can kind of get in our own heads mm-hmm. pretty easily you talked about comfort zones there would you say that are you a person that's, I mean, you've been performing music since you've been in high school. So I think that you probably stretch your comfort zone from an earlier age, but are you someone that finds that kind of difficult? And what are some of the ways that you're, you know, making sure that you're always stretching your comfort zone a little bit? Um, yeah, I think um, that's the one thing Nashville, I think is, is hard sometimes is you can, you can play like Broadway, you can play whatever, but you get, sometimes you, you need to work on your own stuff outside, like in, that, like in Nebraska, like I do and putting yourself out there with your new songs and stuff. So, um, yeah, putting myself out there is definitely something I need to keep working on. Um, especially with my original songs, um, testing them out, playing them at rounds that they're, I, I swear about just about every writer's round in Nashville, I leave and I'm like, dang, I, I should have played that better. I should have mm-hmm. sang that better. I should have done that better. So there's always opportunity to like put yourself out there and keep growing on that. Um, and I think you'll never learn and get better unless you do. So, mm-hmm. so like there's writers around I play and I screwed up a song or I, it didn't go over well. Or the new song I played didn't go over well. And I just go, you know, 
crap that sucked mm-hmm. or whatever. But then you're just like, all right, I'm back to the drawing board. So yeah. I think if you cage yourself in and don't put yourself out there, you'll never build on mm-hmm. your mistakes. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it, it's good. It sucks though. Mm-hmm. It's good being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's, but it's it's there's it's always good because it, now you it, have a new comfort zone yeah. that's bigger. Yeah. Know? And you and you learn from you know, your mistakes and when you had to put yourself out there and it was kind of crappy sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right. So a couple last questions here. The, um, they're both recurring on the podcast. The last one is my signature question. Um, so first question here, if you could sit down to dinner with, and I put a little bit of a, an original spin on this one too, but if you could sit down to dinner with any one person, who would it be? And I'm going to ask you, one can be general, anyone dead or alive. Uh, but one, go ahead and say a country singer. Okay. Um, all the people who know me are going to laugh and roll their eyes, but Kenny Chesney has like been like the guy who got, I didn't even like, like my parents don't even like, like country music. They like my music. Of course, my mom loves me. And so she's of course going to like anything I sing, but mm-hmm. cause she's my mom. Yeah. Um, but Kenny Chesney was the guy who I feel like just I mean, and I try to still do, you know, like I want to do my own thing. So I'm not going to try to like, you know, do his thing, but I love like his style and what he's had to do and how he far he's taken and he's changed his sound and he's done, you know, so many different things. And I just feel like as an entertainer, he's the guy. And I just like, that's the guy who brought me into country and Eric Schertz is another guy, but like Kenny was the first guy to really like, me like oh country's pretty cool mm-hmm. and then also now it's like my life like mm-hmm. i was on my way here and i was having a kind of a crappy day and i was like but at the end of the day i gotta play country music mm-hmm. and two two yeah. two shows tonight um one my, in omaha one lincoln i'm like that's awesome and that's pretty much i probably would never be there because yeah. kenny so my kenny listening goes up exponentially the nicer the weather gets the closer it gets to summer. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i uh same we went to we went to orange beach um some and some of my college buddies and uh and I literally stopped listening to Kenny on purpose for like two months, mm-hmm. just so I right around that time I could just binge. It just sounds better just, in the nicer weather. Yeah, I and then I just binged Kenny for like mm-hmm. a week, and then got pumped and went to Orange Beach and had a great time. <laughs> so that would be that would be the country one, and then um, the second one, second one, the the non country person. Um, it's again going to be a music guy. Um, but and he's actually kind of a lot like Kenny in his own way. Um, but Bruce Springsteen was like is like another guy that like is such an idol to me. Like he's just he brings his own sound, he brings his own style. He's that average Joe kind of you know guy. He's for the crowd type of guy, and that's exactly how I want to be as like a performer. Um, and he's the kind of guy that I like grew up my family would turn on concert dvds and Mm. it would always bruce springsteen singing out in the streets and all these songs like that and like the river and just being able to he had the crowd every single person from the front row to the the freaking rafters Mm -hmm. in the palm of his hands like he connects so well with people and then i don't know if you've seen the netflix of him on broadway and there's like a kind of like a show slash play about himself. Like it's really unique. Um, but that just shows you how much of a unique person he is and mm-hmm. an entertainer and just a guy that I, all, all these guys like Kenny and, and you know, 
uh, Bruce, they're like about living and like living in the moment and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that's exactly, even though I'm the guy who's my number one quotes have a plan, mm-hmm. I still want to enjoy like being 23 years old and, you know, being able to live in Nashville and do my music and have a great time doing mm-hmm. it still. So, so yeah, that, those are the guys that I really look up to. Um, I would love to have a beer with both of them mm-hmm. <laughs> or a couple. A couple that, that could be dinner, din- liquid dinner with those dinner, guys. Dinner with Bruce and, and a couple beers with Kenny. And I'd, I'd be good. A couple of tequila shots. be fun. <laughs> All right. Last question here. This one gets a little philosophical. So it goes years and years down the road when you're old and gray and you get to look back and reflect on your life. What sort of story do you want to be able to tell? What do you want your story to be? And wow. You know, what do you want this story to be that those around you tell about you? Yeah. Um, kind of go any direction with this. Um, honestly, that's that kind of live, you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to get too, it's philosophical it questions. So I'm going to give you a philosophical answer. Uh, I wasn't like afraid to do what I love. Um, that's the definite like um, thing that I will never like try to ever fight. But I'm also at the same time, not going to like just wing it and be a crazy you know, party music mm-hmm. guy. I don't want to do that either. Yeah. But I think just doing what I love and um, playing music and being the best, you know, performer, artist, and thing I can be. And then even just from a further note is I want to be a dad someday and have mm-hmm. a lot of kids just like my family mm-hmm. did, um, which I love growing up with four siblings. So National Sibling Day was yeah. about like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I swear there's like a dozen of so, those every year, but that's that's another time and place yeah so when i have a my goal is one day to have a family band it's cliche itself i'm gonna have a fan band one of my kids is gonna be the lead singer i'm gonna be playing lead guitar <laughs> and it just makes me think of that scene in Step Brothers. <laughs> exactly with i'm gonna have this bat my, my daughter's gonna be this badass <laughs> bass player that's, that's just gonna be <laughs> no but uh that that's definitely my like uh goal is just having a family yeah. and uh still being able to play music whether or not it's for a full-time thing or not mm-hmm. just to be able to play and do have the best, best songs that I can write. Mm-hmm. So. It's funny because based on all the things you talked about, it, it resonates with me in the sense that I think you're someone that realizes that the difference between long-term and short-term gratification where, yeah, like you can say you want to have the happiest and best life, but that doesn't mean that you're doing exactly what you want to do at all times. In the sense that like, you know, yeah. a lot of people like, especially our age, if, if you were to ask them what, if, if, if they were doing what they wanted at all times, it'd be like drinking, playing video games, yeah. stuff like that. But doing what you want to do, I think you have to kind of change the context and like, you don't always want to work on music. I'm sure exactly. like sometimes you'd like to just be hanging out, relaxing. That's and the like, biggest thing. You know, realizing that long-term gratification takes time and it takes putting that work in. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the feeling that you get because of putting that work in is much better than the short-term gratification of, you know, the vices we have, the hobbies we have and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, it's always fun. But at the end of the day, like, and that's what Nashville really kind of, it's a town that like weeds people out is like, you have to do it when you don't want to do it. You have to be there when you don't want to be there. You have to put in the time when you don't want to put in the time mm-hmm. because that's what really separates the people who really love it is when they do it when they don't, mm-hmm. aren't loving it at that particular moment. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I've learned is just being able to, that's when you really want to like that's when you know you're working hard it's mm-hmm. when you're doing it when you don't want to do it and you don't have to do it but you still do it anyway because mm-hmm. you you need to do it and i think joe rogan or somebody says 90 percent of success is just showing up it's kind of a recurring yeah it quote, is but it's true songwriting is the same way i mean you can as long as you're willing to grow and work on it i'm obviously the hit writer there's something special about him but you can still put together 
great songs mm-hmm. as long as you keep showing and working at it every day. Mm-hmm. So. I think the other funny thing is, like, I I guarantee you, even people like Kenny Chesney and Eric Church, like, they probably still write songs and have self doubts and be like, oh, yeah. people are gonna hate this. This isn't exactly. good enough. Stuff like that. And I think that that's the thing that more people need to realize. It's like everyone battles yeah. self doubt and the voice inside their head, but you just kind of you have to realize that you know it's not reality and how to fight past it even like it's like a so close so far away thing too is like you have that self-doubt or whatever but like the line there's like such a fine line especially in songwriting between cheesy and like simple cheesy and like cool Mm -hmm. like all the best songs are like so close to being cheesy but they're just not they're Mm -hmm. and that's they're cool like there's so many songs that you think oh that's cheesy but it's a hit song because the line between cheesy and cool is like nothing Mm -hmm. it's so close that's why it's so that's why people go crazy and spend their entire lives trying to write a hit song because they're just like it's so close but so far away so Mm -hmm. that's why you have to show up every day and keep working at because you're not always going to have a good whatever yeah for sure yeah all right so tommy's got to get going soon um he has a couple shows tonight yeah if you're listening to this it is monday or maybe later in the week but uh, i'm gonna have go ahead and have tommy talk about the shows he's playing and in addition, where you can find him if you want to, I know he's biggest on Spotify and Instagram, I would say, but go ahead and kind of expand on, yeah, on um, that yourself. It's um, at Tommy underscore O'Keefe. That's Instagram. And then Tommy O'Keefe Music on Facebook. Give me a like, please. Um, and then it's uh, on Inst- or on Twitter. I'm like at T O'Keefe yeah. Music or something. I can like put that. up all the links. I need to I need to get these all one link mm-hmm. and I, I need to get them standardized. But um and then tonight, yeah, I'm playing. I don't know if you're, gonna, you're probably not going to hear this podcast. Or I don't it's, know going Monday, it's going Monday. It's going but I'll, on but Monday. I'll, I'll put a post on social media. Today. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I'm playing. Well, then I'll just put up a feature. I'm going to be playing, I believe, um, on May like 11th in Omaha for the Luke Combs um, Hilton like tailgate party pre and post. So before the concert and after the concert. I'm pretty sure it's not set in sign, but uh, we're getting the getting the whole deal signed up right now and then um that's may like 11th i believe in omaha uh but yeah check me out i'm i'm uh, gonna be hopefully putting out some music this summer but we'll see it's a it's a long process yeah. like we just yeah. explained um but yeah thanks for listening yeah and out of thanks my own curiosity me, what it, what is your schedule this weekend again for it's um so i'm playing the growler in about three hours up right. two and a half okay. now um, 5 p.m i'm playing tonight at the growler in omaha till 6 30 and then i'm uh, hopping back in my car and driving to Omaha to, or sorry, driving back to Lincoln to uh, play um, at nine. So it's going to be a back-to-back little deal with uh, Shooter Jackson. We open for them playing about an hour and a half or so um, on O Street at Bodega's Alley. So and right. then and then tomorrow, I'm coming back to Omaha for um, the Hilton. I'm playing like the, at the bar at the Hilton. Um, it was supposed to be for Alan Jackson's pre-show thing and his pro show. I was going to play before and after, but he apparently forgot his allergy medicine. So, uh, he's, uh, it's he's, brutal this he's time here. it's been brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so, uh, he's not playing, but I'm still going to be playing the four to six slot right. at the Hilton in Omaha tomorrow. Okay. Well, so thanks I, Tommy. Yeah. Thanks Tommy for coming on the show. Um, shout out to anyone who is a first time listener that, uh, hoping Tommy brings to the podcast. And we will see you next Monday. Thanks Thanks again, Tommy. Thanks for having me, yeah. This has been the What's Your Story podcast. If you like the show, please subscribe, uh, share with family and friends, 
and leave me a review. I really appreciate any and all feedback. Thanks.